Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Too Young to Be This Old Recap. I am Ben. I am here with Andy. Hello. And as you know, we don't like to waste time, so we will get right on in there with our AEW recap to start this week off. Yeah, so we're coming off the heels of Full Gear, and we're not going to recap all of Full Gear, but I will say a few things. One, if you did not watch Full Gear, go back and watch it. Um, almost every match, I'd say, was enjoyable. Surprisingly, the pre-show match between Allison K and Serena Deeb was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, definitely did not expect um, that that level of match, but man, they both... They both brought it. Um, Serena Deeb defeated Allison K uh, with the submission of that match. That was just a just a real fun time. Um, they kicked off the show with Kenny versus Hangman, which was another incredible match. Um, this whole pay per view was pretty stacked. Um, uh, you also then had the Young Bucks uh, versus FTR, which, like we called last week. The Young Bucks won because otherwise they would have never challenged for the tag team championship again. But this was a you know fantastic match, and the one thing I'll really highlight was the uh, Elite Deletion match. And if you watched, um, oh Ben, what was the name of that match between Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt? The final deletion. Was it the final deletion? Whichever match had the mower of lawns and the lake of reincarnation happening and all that. Mm-hmm. That's been several spot, of these. Oh yeah. You will spot the lawnmower and a few other things that definitely were in that match, you know, cause they're obviously at the Hardy compound in the background, which is just fun to look for. But also this match was fucking crazy. Um, and a lot of fun. Um, Matt Hardy coming out on top. So, Full Gear was great. If you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. All the matches were fantastic um, for the most part. I wasn't um, disappointed in really any of it, so I had a great time watching that. Um, so we go into the fallout from Full Gear, I guess, starting this week on AEW. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have matches listed here. Yeah. Um, so we open the show with Brian Cage versus. Matt Seidel, that's what they're calling him, right? Yes, or and Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel, formerly known as Aaron Evan Bourne. Um, okay. I Brian Cage excels against little littler opponents. Yeah, um, it was it was a big thing we saw. I saw from him when he was in Lucha Underground, and I mm-hmm. can't think of a smaller performer more qualified to be in the spot than Matt Seidel. Uh, this match was awesome. Their chemistry was undeniable. Very fast-paced match, um, but really made Cage and Sadell look amazing. So uh, you get oh, yeah, Cage definitely. defeating Sadell. Um, this, to me, was the second best match of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, this was definitely... Definitely enjoyable, and um, I, I, I usually kind of tune out when FTW stuff happens and when Taz gets out there, but I was definitely watching, and uh, I'm glad I did. Yeah. 
A very hot segment to start the show, followed up by us oh, getting Cody wanting to come out and talk. Yeah. And being cut off by the debuting Jade Cargill, who I know nothing about. Yeah, I don't know anything about, but I'm excited to see what they do. But she let us know that there's a big shack that's coming. Oh boy, you know how excited I was. Yeah. You can imagine, <laughs> Mr. I have mind. a yeah, Mr. I have a freaking cutout. You're welcome. Um, full size shack cutout, yes. Full size shack shack this there. Uh, and the only thing that was weird to me with this segment was like towards the end where you had, you had team Taz. I don't know what they're calling themselves. I'm calling them team Taz. Yeah. I think just team Taz. Yeah. Yeah. Team Taz come out to give the beat down to Cody. And then you have Darby Allen come make the save. So you have like this weird Darby Allen Cody Alliance that's starting. Um, after we just had the Darby yeah. Allen Cody Rhodes feud, so yeah, okay, you know, interesting storytelling gets us uh something to sink our teeth into for a little bit. Right, right. The just the prospects of some Shack is 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 going to be pretty exciting. That's all you wanted. That's that's all I needed. Uh, we followed that segment up with a bunkhouse brawl match. And this was an old concept back from the very early WCW days, almost the Jim Crockett production days going way back um, where we have the natural nightmares defeating Butcher and Blade. And this match was violent. Yeah. Only way I could describe it. Um, Right. Yeah, there was too much going on to really break down parts of the match. But the yeah. big thing I enjoyed is you had Dustin Rhodes and uh, I can I get them all mixed up. Butcher is the bigger one, right? Yes. Okay, him and Butcher were just having themselves a little hoss fight. Yeah, they were. And then uh, you had old Bunny go through a table, which provided the distraction. Mm-hmm. Dustin Rhodes giving him more cowbell. And we get a finish of the natural nightmares, which I'm not I'm not a big fan of that name. Yeah, it's I don't know. They've they've played around with a lot of different, you know, team names between yeah. like Brandy Rhodes stuff and um yeah, they've I don't know. Natural nightmares yeah. is an odd one. Uh to me this should have been a pay per view match. Yeah, probably. I I almost think they could have built this feud a little bit longer. Um, and then had it be, you know, a big pay-per-view match. Um, but it was, you know, it was interesting. This just kind of got talked about on full gear and then, uh, uh, we get it. We get it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the next segment we have is the MJF being inducted into the inner circle. Yeah. And it's kind of weak. I was expecting more other than bros plan their Vegas trip. Yeah, this, I definitely did not expect this to go the way it did. And I was kind of like looking at my phone, out. It just, yeah. Um, it, it didn't, didn't meet what we saw from the dinner debonair right, segments that right. we've seen. So it was kind of. And then we followed up with this, which was kind of just meh. Yeah, so nothing, nothing more to really say about it there. 
Yeah. Uh, we have Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky with old Tolly Blanchard at ringside. And uh, we have Sean Spears picking up a win for the first time in forever that I can remember. Yeah, he's. It seems like. Seems like it's been a minute and he did it in typical heel fashion by cheating with the ref's back turned. Of course. So character development or something? I, I don't know. Yeah. Something. Uh, I hate the fact that the only women's match we have on this and the only really women's segment we have on this mm-hmm. is Tay Conti defeating Velvet. And I have nothing to say about the match because it was just standard match. Yeah, there was nothing... Nothing incredibly exciting. About but after track. after seeing a Tony Khan tweet earlier this week where he's like, "Oh, I'm aware of you know you guys' issues with the women's division. Uh, this ain't it, Chief. This ain't it." Yeah. So I, I I just hope that they're about to start getting more serious. You know, whether it's you know new new people they're bringing in or you know as people <laughs> come back from the injury. You know, we'll see. It's something. There just needs to be more of a focus because I think you could have. Shortened up that MJF segment, gave some more time to the women in this show, or or something. There needed to be, there just needs to be. If you're gonna have a women's division, there needs to be more representation. Yeah, on the show, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel serious still, um, which it's is unfortunate. A, it's one thing that WWE has continued to do pretty pretty well on compared to AEW. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into some other things in a little bit, but yeah, I mean, can't fault them for that. Um, we do close the show out with, uh, if you only watch one wrestling match this week, it needs to be this one. Yes. Uh, Penta versus Phoenix. And this was like a full on, even though they're brothers, it felt like a blood feud, man. Um, you had, you had Penta trying to rip Phoenix's mask off and succeeding for the most part, which if you watch anything Lucha based in, in, in Mexican wrestling, the mask is sacred. You don't, you don't mess with it unless it's serious. And all this is kind of happening because it sounds like Eddie Kingston is getting in Penta's head saying that he needs to dump Phoenix. And we're starting to see the manifestation of this. Yeah. Um, as the match goes on, we see Penta pick up the win. And then King, you can tell Kingston's out there. He's trying to break up the Lucha Brothers entirely. And then to keep this hot show rolling with a great closing angle, <laughs> the bastard Pac has returned He's come and back. has his sight directly set on drunk uncle eddie oh man can't wait can't wait this is exactly what you need this is the hook you need to close the show and that's something we talked about last week where we felt like the show leading into full gear didn't convince me to buy full gear right right but if you would have had an ending like this where i mean we knew kingston was in the match with moxley last week Mm -hmm. but if you would have had something like pot come out and throw in the kink that maybe Moxley has backup that Kingston, because Kingston's had backup this whole time, throwing right. the kink that Pac is back, and even if he's not aligning with Moxley, he's against Kingston enough. That I think that would have been a great twist to throw on the show to really ramp up the the hype for buying that pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this was, as much as it was a fallout from... Full gear, it almost felt like it should have been like a pre-pay-per-view match because everything was paced really well. Uh, a lot of good matches, and like you said, just ended on such a bang um, that, you know, I'm, I can't wait till next week. I want to see what's going to happen. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm optimistic about the way things have been going. On the AEW side, and, you know, with, with our criticisms of the women's 
uh, division handling, you know, I hope that, you know, gets better with time. So. Indeed, it's 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 the it's the one weak spot AEW has right now. It is. If they can patch that up, I definitely think that they will be. I don't want to say the top wrestling promotion in North America, but I think they would be much, 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 much closer uh, oh, yeah. to that because, I mean, that's a uh, that's something's got to got to got to get to. Yeah. And now, as you guys notice, we did start the show off a little differently than we normally yeah. do opening with AEW. And honestly, it is in regards to the situation that developed right before recording uh, where WWE has released Selena Vega. Uh, and the only way I can explain this is, no, we're not doing it because Selena Vega got released. It is something right. we've been watching develop over the past couple months. Mm-hmm. where WWE is no longer allowing their talent to benefit or make any extra income off third-party apps like Twitch, Cameo, uh, Pat- Patreon, I mean, hell, some of its only fans. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we're sitting here recording a podcast that's getting listens and views and likes. Uh, not that we're making money off the podcast, but it's not fair for us to benefit on a platform that they cannot themselves benefit from. Right. Yeah. Um, there, you know, nobody has an, uh, you know, there's no official reason at this point as to, uh, why Selena Vega was let go, but it's pretty obvious, um, that it had something to do with, you know, disagreements with this new policy. Um, it's not been a good look. You've had Paige, you know, kind of talking about, you know, learning a lot about unionizing, and that's gotten a lot of attention from, you know, people even outside, way, way outside of the wrestling world. Um, so that's definitely been noticed. Um, and, you know, Selena says we'll see her back on Twitch soon. So I'm interested to see what comes out from there. You know, also her husband, Alistair Black, is still in WWE. You know, I don't know what happens there. Right. Um, and it's just the timing is unfortunate. And it, yeah, we had already been on the fence about some things. Uh, we, we had kind of told ourselves that the show before Survivor Series was probably going to be our last one for a bit between holidays, mm-hmm. uh, me entering the final stages of getting ready to be a dad not knowing what my free time was going to be like to sit down and be able to watch six plus hours of wrestling every week. Yeah. On top of sitting down for an hour of recording, couple hours of editing, we were going to take a hiatus anyway to see how it was. But with, with these outcomes, it felt like we might as well do it now. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately it's not the note we wanted to leave on. Um, I think we were excited to, you know, talk survivor series and um you know maybe have a guest on to kind of kind of say our you know at least farewell for now and see kind of what comes of the next few months so unfortunately it's a bittersweet way um to kind of uh end things at least even you know if it's temporarily uh but unfortunately you know as this stuff happened it kind of it kind of got to a point where we couldn't really ignore it anymore right we we'd been we'd been trying for a while just to kind of 
that's why you that's why you've heard a lot of these episodes just kind of be strict recap move on get it keep it going because right you've heard some of our other episodes where we start deep diving into stuff and it's just really hard to uh to keep that line separate when you're having i don't want to be extreme and say injustices but that's kind of what it feels like right here you know what i mean um yeah no i mean i agree um it it doesn't feel great to see kind of the way they're treating them um so you know i know i know it's something i'm not thrilled with so it's it's hard to get optimistic and and excited about this stuff when you have that going on and you see the attention building and building and then you know like today i think was just kind of a breaking point for us where like you know i think we're gonna have to make some changes yeah yeah so this was kind of the uh the straw that broke camel's back was uh yeah. was what happened tonight uh today whatever and like i said we we don't plan on this being goodbye forever uh it's just kind of a goodbye for now yeah Um, yeah that is that is the plan goodbye for now however whenever what we come back as that's all you know who freaking knows what it's gonna be (laughs) so yeah um a big thank you to everybody who's listened and supported you know from from mjc and Dave, you know, always being there from Digital Days, giving us shout-outs and retweets and likes, and, you know, MJC coming on for countless pay-per-view episodes. Um, you know, huge thank you to those guys. They're not slowing down anytime soon. So I'm sure you can go check them out. Um, you know, Michael slips in wrestling talk as much as he can every once in a while. So who knows, you know. We may have one-offs here and there with some uh, special guests. Indeed. Um. Yeah, man. Like I said, it's bittersweet. It's yeah. No, this one's short and it's really out of left field because we we really felt like we were starting to hit our stride. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I mean, like we, we, it wasn't even like you know the decision had the decision you know came out from WWE. I think we both had dinner settled down to start watching smackdown and we we're like wait a second yeah it's like what? it's like we we saw what happened and we we're like oh yeah. this this has got to stop you know what i mean this this right so uh i don't i don't want to i don't want to continue to feed on there's a lot of uh, like right now trending the hashtag fuck wwe i don't I don't want to encourage people to follow that trend because as much as the internet community is upset about what is happening, there's a lot of kids out there. There's a lot of good that WWE does that should still be respected. But from the standpoint, we are fans of the talent on this podcast. And this is something, this is just something we can't stand by. Like, like if it were to be like, cause in good conscience and, and I don't know how you feel, you can, you can back Mm -hmm. me up on this one. If for some unknown reason somebody said, hey, we're going to sponsor your podcast and I'm making any amount of money on a podcast talking about a product that the the talent can't do the same thing, I, I wouldn't feel good about it. And if I can't feel good about doing this, there's no point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, 100%. It's, you know, 
regardless of, of the good WWE does, we totally recognize that. You know, it's you know not something we'd ever want to see stop, but the the handling of the talent and you know how they're treating the uh, I guess technically independent contractors is not something we can currently stand behind. Yep. So. Uh, we're just going to keep talking in circles if we keep going, so I think that's all we are going to have from... <sighs> that's all we're going to have tonight, guys, and that's all we'll probably have for a while. Like Andy said, thank you for all the support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. You have been there for us through thick and thin, through hiatuses and not. Sorry that you know we were back for, what, two months and we're disappearing <laughs> again. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's just... Uh, it, we enjoy doing this, but I just kind of feel like it's not meant to be at times. Yeah, yeah, that's so. totally fair. But yeah, thanks again, everybody, and you know, just look forward to hearing from everybody in in other forms as uh, time goes on. And have a good holiday season. Indeed, everybody, y'all take it easy, and until next time. <laughs>